Welcome, everybody, to another episode of One Shot, One Quill. Uh, I am your primary host, Spencer. Over there is your uh, tertiary host, Ben. I and then disagree. We're both primary hosts. Mm, I don't, I'm still waiting to find my number two. I'm still waiting to get married to a number two. You have taken control for about 30 seconds because you specifically asked me to, and now you are trying to completely wrestle control of the podcast. Your first mistake was letting me take so much power from the bargaining table you didn't even ask for collateral there's no <laughs> consequence to my mutiny uh with me over here is ben my beloved my uh, sorry, let me audibly roll my eyes my equally powerful <laughs> capable co-host with thoughts and emotions whose name is ben ben why why have you said my name so much like it's a horror crux so ben uh who is my equal and yes. uh Every time I say his name, it does it does weaken him it just a does, little bit. Uh, it's like a it's a curse where every time you say my name, I lose one percent of my podcasting power. <laughs> you lose one pound of force behind every punch, and I, I've reduced you to that of a small boy. Mm. Ben, this show that we're doing here, in case you forgot. This is a weekly show wherein we uh, we produce tabletop content for Dungeon Masters players alike, people aspiring Dungeon Masters, I like to say. <laughs> Typically for Dungeons & Dragons, could be for Pathfinder, GURPS, you name it. We like to form one-shots, and uh, the whole goal here is we want you to walk away with something user-suggested that we've put our little spin and mold on, maybe get you thinking about something, and hopefully uh, the end result's going to be a, a game that we can play in about an hour or two. So with us this week is a, a delightful guest. You may know him. I don't know what from, but you may. his name is Jack. Jack, say hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Jack. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm particularly infamous. You've probably seen my wanted poster here and there. That's where I know um, you from. I, I am very happy to have been brought on, especially after witnessing that power struggle at the beginning there between you two. I'm, I'm honestly shaken about whose side I need to pick for who is the primary host. <laughs> As uh, Spencer has gone now a full minute without saying my name, I have regained all of my podcasting power. No, no, um, no, no. And yeah, I picked Ben's side. I do feel like we should throw on the end here because I don't think Spencer adequately explained it. We take suggestions from the audience. We uh, randomly select a premise and then two items, and then we uh, make that into D content that is either good or bad and you are ultimately the judge of that as the audience i can't believe you stifled my mutiny to repeat at least 80 percent of what i already said yeah but i did it better okay all right you always do this you <laughs> always do this we have company over hey, ben hey come here i hate it when my parents fight love you so much oh and i hate it when they love more <laughs> Ben, yes. I think I think any good sexually tense podcast <laughs> opening <laughs> needs to start with a premise. So what's our what's our one shot premise today? Our one shot premise is numerically, what would you ascribe it? I would ascribe it a six. Oh, that's fatal. So the bones roll. All right, six. Our premise today: a band of adventurers hears about a great fortune hidden away in a wizard's tower in a distant town. Everything in this town, however is a mimic some more friendly than others <laughs> all right is the treasure also a mimic it says everything not everyone everything so the treasure could be a humanoid mm. slash the treasure could be a sentient being or if it's an object yes it is also a mimic now spencer i am uh, i feel the need to ask because you said everything is a mimic are you mm -hmm. de-personifying mimics uh, slightly mm. 
I'm trying to draw the line of where the mimics stop, but I don't want to. That That is an important thing for us to discuss, but I think first off we should get our little items in here. Absolutely. Sure, sure, sure. Let's uh, give me give me that D. What was it? Uh, fifty options that we have this week. Yeah, you said a D fifty, so I'm going to give you a thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Threes and sevens. Or pig mounts. Okay. Okay. Simple enough. Simple enough. And I can I just say, I appreciate that. And can I just say, tasty for the mimics. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's perks on all sides. Those stable mimics are going to be so happy. You want to swing me another one? Yeah, your second item can be, how do you feel about a seven? A seven. A feline merchant from Kasbar and Company who insists they are not criminals, just business cats, but sell a dubious stock of materials. We have more or less uh, black market merchants, war pig mounts, and a town where a great treasure is hidden. But that town, every single thing in that town happens to be a mimic, some of which are a little more friendly than others. I think the merchants have to be the ones that the dubious items that they're sending them with have to attract mimics, right? I don't know if they have to, but they definitely should. Here's what here's what I think. The merchants sell an item that attract the mimics. The mimics eat the traveling parties and mimics don't really want the gold. They just want the things that are attracted to it. So they have like this mutual understanding with the merchants that they will give them whatever gold that their dinner brings them. Right, right. So they're baiting adventurers in and they're kind of reaping the rewards, reaping the remains after the mimics are done with them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I like that. Ben, what I, do you think? I think it is a, an interesting premise. I think this is kind of a trope that we rely <laughs> on a bit often. We've done it once and have not done it, and we won't release that one, which is why I was eager to just try it again, but better. <laughs> what if Quest Giver bad? I, I have one step further to add, if you guys would allow me as... Okay. No cap. To kind of capitalize on our unique setting, because it's a, it's a tower with treasure in it. I say... The merchant cat is selling a deed to the tower. Mm. So the party comes towards this cat. They hear about the secret treasure, but they need to buy the deed to this tower from this merchant. So it's kind of like a monster house situation where once they are in the tower and they're looking for the treasure, the slow realization comes that they are within a giant tower mimic. Yeah, I I think that's... You, you go good. in, you're like, ah, the table's a mimic. Ah, the chair's a mimic. Oh my god, this chest is a mimic. Wait a second. <laughs> in the interest of doing a quicker one-shot, this definitely helps kind of skip the fluff of a of a scenario that would require you to go to every location in a town knowing that they're all mimics. If we take the everything's a mimic element and just boil it down to the tower itself and make that the core, make that our death house, so to speak... You know, I think I think that makes for a great dungeon one shot. Now, can I suggest what the treasure is? I would like you to. At the very end of this dungeon is an egg, and that egg is in fact an e- a mimic egg. Okay. And so okay. it hatches into a friendly mimic. I think that's rock solid. Who doesn't hey, want hey, a friendly mimic? I'm imagining I, hey. when the eggshell opens up and is just laying on the floor, it starts to like clap like or it starts to like munch at you, like the eggshell becomes like a form of teeth and everything. Because everything <laughs> has to be a mimic. Is this just a mimic layer, or is this like a curse on this tower? 
uh, sort of like a Beauty and the Beast situation, but instead of singing <laughs> furniture, it's furniture with a giant mouth and teeth and legs. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And they sing. <laughs> I think it's a, like a whole experiment gone wrong because this was a wizard's tower yeah maybe he was lonely lived in this tower everyone was afraid of him and his experiments with mimics so he tried to make his tower his friend give it sentience and it swallowed him as a result this definitely lines up with wizard's uh preference to create friends rather than just go out and talk to people it's a lot easier so uh in case we were curious mimics are they are medium monstrosities well they're monstrosities of all all size categories, now, we should say. Should we uh, explain what a mimic is? I don't know why anyone would be listening. I to this don't know if they anyone don't listening know to a tabletop is. podcast doesn't know this already. But a mimic is. Imagine if objects could catfish you. It's a creature that looks like an object, uh, basically anything inanimate, and then it'll eat you if you get too close. Essentially, yeah, like a catfish if yeah. it was an object. Oh, what else? Let's see here. It can polymorph into any other object or back to its... So a, a, a mimic's not necessarily bound to look like one particular thing. Doesn't have to always be a treasure chest. Doesn't always have to be a table. It could be a They tower. can kind of change on the fly. I think that could be interesting if a room, if you were to double back into a room, if it was a completely different room layout every time you went back in. Uh, oh, mimics are also adhesive. I don't know if this plays any role to it. But uh, it adheres to anything that touches it, so... Now, that seems like it could be, you know, a thing. A room. One of these puzzle rooms. Uh, just everything's sticky. I think that's got a spider climb kind of mechanic to it. Mm -hmm. Like, traversing a particular area by just kind of walking up the walls. I could see that being, like, a fun Willy Wonka-esque thing for the party can do when they first enter. Like, they're like, oh, this is like a tower where you could climb on the walls. They don't realize they're stepping in <laughs> sticky mouth goo. What if... Every room uh, is devoted to a characteristic of mimics. So by the end of it, if the party's smart, they're like, wait a second. Every room has done something that, like, is very mimic related. And then that's when the tower moves. Here's the most recognizable part of a mimics brand is when it ceases to be a thing and becomes a creature. So I'm wondering <laughs> how we add that up. Because if I said something sticky, my first thought as a player is, oh no, this place is sticky. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> a, and a then you go back into here. the other room where all the tables have uh, become more opulent. And you're like, wait a second. And changes, then changes the, appearance is sticky. The tower ceases to be a tower and becomes a monster that you have to fight from the inside out. I'm willing to lean into this if we can make explanations for everything else. Say maybe there's a part of the tower has like a bunch of teeth that hang off the door frame. What if that's originally contextualized as uh, this wizard was also a big game hunter? <laughs> but well, why does what, that if, what if the door frame is the only thing that isn't a mimic? <laughs> And he is just a big game hunter. <laughs> yeah, he, it, he's legitimately just a guy with a lot of teeth on his doorframe. He was a <laughs> wizard. He didn't have good decorating sensibilities. That's the tee up. See, you try and make them think they've got it figured out. And then they're like, oh, no, that wasn't the answer. And then, oh, wait, yes, it was. Maybe, they threw me off at the beginning. Maybe the tower doesn't come alive until you take the egg. That makes sense to me. That I yeah, that I can buy. Let's take the Indiana Jones. I took the idol and the boulders coming trope. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 absolutely do that and make it like the escape sequence. Also very Death House. Um, yeah, I, I like the sound of that. Maybe because part of me is wondering like what kind of 
egg would actually attract somebody to go into this tower by its deed and everything. Maybe it's legend that it is a like uh, incubated dragon egg maybe. and it'll be worth a lot of money. And they don't realize they're just bringing more mimic. To, like maybe this egg hatches into the seed of this tower mimic and it's just going to be planted somewhere else. I don't know. I, I like that uh, it, shocking negative twist to the end of a campaign. A little, A little hint of darkness. I like this. Let's talk about the levels of this of this floor and let's um double back to war pig mounts cuz I feel like we really I oh, was I, thinking about that constantly and how this could be related to war pigs and I have not I come up with an answer yet. I think the merchant gives you war pigs and your first indication that something's gone wrong is that after you all go inside you hear oinking and then you come out and the war pigs have been eaten. That could be yeah, that's that's pretty I like they're, that. Hang they're on. there to <laughs> strengthen all of the mimics so that they can kill you. <laughs> the and also they have cocaine inside of them. The saddle hitches you tied up your war pigs to were mimics. <laughs> that's that's oh, exactly no. Yeah, like the stable is a mimic, so when you first go out there and your pigs are just completely massacred, you think something's outside, we need to stay holed up in here, mm-hmm. not realizing you're doubling down on the most dangerous location. Given that mimics are shape changers, the minute you go through the front door, the front door can cease to be there. You're mm. in the belly of the beast. That's a good point. So the first room is just a normal room. But when you go in, when the whole party's in, you hear uh, the pigs get eaten. You go back out. Then the second you all step into the tower the second time, the door's gone. Let them explore the tower first. And let them get like the sense of the danger isn't the tower right away because that almost okay. gives them more time to play around with like the adhesive walls and get deep enough in the tower where the mimic feels confident that it has its meal. Because I think if it gets rid of the door yeah. right away, that might set well, off some bad vibes for you're a, assuming that they're gonna think that that's the mimic and not just you know the wizard tower being a wizard tower. That's true. I think. Jack also has a point, though, in that we got to set up the the mimic clues that will only make more sense once they okay once the pigs disappear and they think, oh, shit, wait a minute. What if everything in this town's a mimic? Make it like um, a juicy mystery. Something that could be quite interesting would be to run into if you're like, say, digging through the wizard's library, taking out a town map and realizing that the wizard's tower was the only thing on this map. And that there was no town here ever to begin mm. with. The town has made itself from the wizard tower. It's, it's all just, mimics. It's breeding from the tower. It's like the queen mimic. Exactly. Okay, exactly. so the rooms we've got thus far are a map room with a map that only shows the wizard's tower. We've got sticky room. We've got room where everything changes whenever you turn your back. What other rooms are good clues, Spencer? You're the one with the stat block open. Uh, let's see here. Did we touch on the fact that mimics are good grapplers? No, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> I don't know many rooms that grapple you unless you're at Sky Zone. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know what? Drum. I am not opposed to the idea of having a medieval sky room in this giant tower. Because <laughs> wizards have to have fun through like abnormal means. Why not make a grapple room? <laughs> A sky zone for one, because I won't let any of the plebeians into my sky zone tower. <laughs> I'm just imagining Gandalf just swinging around. Whee. Now, can I propose something? Okay. A locked uh, trapdoor into the basement, and in the basement is the ruins of the actual wizard tower that the mimic has replaced. 
I like that a lot. Ooh, we could have an acid-related floor. You know, you're in mm-hmm. the belly of the beast. We got the stomach acid floor. We could recontextualize that on first glance as this appears to be the ruins of a laboratory, the smell mm-hmm. of, you know. An experiment went wrong. I like the idea of combining the acid room with the old tower as well. Like it's currently being digested in the acid. So mm. the deeper you go, yeah. you, you start to see shambles of the tower. And you're like, well, maybe there was an experiment gone wrong here. But the deeper you go, you realize that this is being completely replaced by whatever you just previously went through. In fact, maybe you walk through a familiar room. Would be like, say, the skylight or like the the top with like grand windows and stuff. And mm. you're like, this, there's certainly no reason to have a windowed subterranean basement. <laughs> That'd be a pretty big clue. What would you guys propose as the solution to getting to the egg and destroying, say, can you even destroy the tower? Or is this the case where you just got to kind of survive and get out? I am actually leaning towards the side of you can't kill it at this point. It has become so powerful and has taken over this wizard's entire life's work of whatever spells he's been previously working on that it is too big to fall, at least with the party we have currently. Because if this is a one-off, I'm imagining like this is a young group of explorers just digging through an abandoned tower for like one of their first adventures. I think that unless someone recontextualizes this to where it's like a bunch of 15th level adventures, then probably the solution is going to be to get out of the tower and run away. Unless, and the only reason I can think of this, the only thing I can think of that would potentially kill the mimic would be if part of the wizard tower that's being digested was indestructible and it contains, Mm. say, an explosive or something of that sort, like... You know, that this is his lead-lined room that he had just, oh, in case something went wrong, I wouldn't destroy the world around me kind of thing. Contingency He's got his, his room. safe room. And then, you know, uh, you know the ultimate uh, solution, I think, is you go back with your little uh, baby mimic and you hand it to the merchant, who's probably there, honestly. He's probably like, ah, oh, the mimic's eating these adventures. It's time to go and get their stuff. You hand him the axe this baby mimic has now become and then the baby mimic eats his hand or 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 you could keep the mimic for yourself and have a nice friendly companion Mm -hmm. it becomes your bag it's like a demented version of togepi and pokemon all right jack as our guest Yes. You get first dibs on naming this thing. Oh my god, I've I love making up titles of stuff, but I'm so on the spot. Um The Tower is not a mimic. A story in one act. <laughs> oh, Ben, look, he's le- he's learning so quickly. Uh, what about uh, be- belly belly of the beast? Belly of the beast. I yeah, I feel like there's you can have fun with a very ambiguous title. Just the secret of the tower is almost enough to be like, yeah, you're here for a you're here for a treasure, but like. That's not the secret. You all know what, that's not the secret. What about Amnesia, a machine for pigs? Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what I love about that is like, imagine if if the third Star Wars movie was like The Empire Strikes Back 2. Imagine if the third Star Wars movie was The Empire Strikes Back 2 and had nothing to do with the first two Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is a western. 
They go into the Death Star and they realize it's a mimic. Oh, hey, can I? Is it too late to back end a uh, a good idea that we just had here? <laughs> sure, I don't care. Drop a set of plate mail. A level one adventurer is not going to ask who, what, none of the five W's. They don't give a shit. They will take a set of plate mail. Guess what? That's mm. also a mimic. Just have that be revealed at the least uh, opportune when moment. When they think they've succeeded and then your cha- or plate mail wearing friend is dead from being eaten. Well, I'm thinking if you, even if you have like a fight with some kind of parasite living in the belly of the tower, like just wait until the least opportune moment. And yeah, you have a bomb 17 mm. AC. But also your armor is eating you. I, I'm thinking round. of like that oh shit moment at the very bottom of this tower. You're in the acidic ruins. And as you realize you are within the belly of a beast and the tower is rumbling, that's when the plate mail sinks its teeth into your character. And it's at that moment. And every weapon you've picked up, every piece of treasure you've grabbed so far. That's some good ideas for you to use. You being the listener, not you, Jack. You've got to stay here. Wait a minute. Did we ever Uh, find a title? Yeah. Uh, Machine for Pigs 2. Machine for Pigs Pigs (laughs) 2. I know it's kind of a silly, like, generic title, but I I like Secret of the Tower. Like, it'd be a great one to introduce first-time players to. Just be like, it's like you just explore a tower it's your first D experience they don't realize that they're walking into literally a giant creature i think this that's a fun is, way to just mix the dungeon with the creature It'd be a good way this, to introduce people this is our first dual named uh campaign it's like there and back again or the hobbit this is the secret of the tower or Amnesia Machine for Pigs 2. I think you meant The Hobbit or Return of the King 2. <laughs> All right, we've gotten so, so off track here. Um, Spencer, do you want to play us out or should I play us out? I mean, I'll just ask, Jack, is there anything you got to plug right now? Well, Spencer, you and I have a podcast that we haven't really updated regularly in a while, but it's still one that I'm very proud of and I still like to mention whenever I can. It's called Blunder Phonics. It is a series where you and I listen to an album with a particularly rocky past when it was being produced. It's very focused on music history, but we definitely have a lot of fun with it. It's mostly a comedy podcast more than it is an actual history podcast. Listener, he does that every week. He tells me the premise of the show and I swear I don't remember ever doing this. <laughs> it is usually a moment where I get to listen to a strange inaccessible piece of music that I hold very dear to my heart while Spencer is tortured. And I in my dreams I vividly remember this nightmare of a show premise um, ruining my week more than <laughs> once. Um, so definitely if you're like a secondhand masochist definitely jump into that. Ben, anything you I got mean, for me to plug? Yeah. Or do you just want me to take the outro? I mean, no. do you have I anything? Mean, do, do you? Ha- can I have anything? Do you want something? Like five bucks if you got it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll Venmo you. Love you. It's that easy? Oh my God. Dad, can I have $5? No. We need to point out that our theme song is A la Tavera del Gullier by Morgan the Bard, which is probably not how you pronounce that, but I think it's good enough for you to figure it out on your own. Uh, I'm never going to try yeah. it. Live in Davida Loca. <laughs> okay, that was a good warm up. We, we want to start recording or what? <laughs>